Moral Revolution community, welcome back to our podcast. I'm so glad you joined us today. Let's talk about it. Hey, let's talk about it, listeners. Cole and Kate here. We're excited to have you back again this month. And watchers. Some of them are watching. Yes, just listeners listening. and watchers. Maybe you're watching because, you know. <laughs> you like YouTube. It's you, all about preference. You like, the, these you like the, the, video, the visual of a microphone right in somebody's face. So maybe you're watching <laughs> for that purpose. We are excited, as you can tell, for this month's episode because we have the author of The Freedom Fight, Ted Shimmer. Thank you so much for being with us, Ted. Hey, it's great to be with you guys. I've been looking forward to it. Yeah. And, you know, we got to, we just love what you do, even the little bit that we've gotten to know what it is and the freedom you guys are bringing to people. So excited for people to hear about what you do. For those that are watching, listening, we're going to be talking about freedom from pornography today, getting free, staying free. What are the steps to that? You know, Ted, what you guys have built and created just from the knowledge I have is, I mean, it's spreading. Lots of people are getting involved. It's easily accessible. But before we get into those details, would love to just kind of hear like from you, give us a bit of your story. Like what brought you to this point? Tell us who you are. Tell our audience who you are. Love for them just to kind of get to know you quick before we dive into all the nitty gritty. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you know, my, my wife and I met during college, we were involved in a college ministry and we, we went on staff with that college ministry, um, an evangelistic discipleship ministry. Um, and it was about the, the early to mid two thousands when we started noticing that a lot of the students that we were discipling, uh, were addicted to pornography, um, so much so that in 07, as a ministry, we identified pornography as the biggest obstacle to us fulfilling our mission of building spiritual leaders for Christ. And, and so it was really kind of at that point that, you know, I just started my deep dive into this topic, um, trying to learn all I could uh, so that in the context of discipling students, we could help them find freedom. And that's amazing. And so, and so you know, we've, we've, been through, I've personally been through over 20 different, you know, porn addiction recovery programs and resources, um, been trained as a sexual, uh, sexual certified, you know, sex addiction therapist, wow. uh, to kind of get the clinical side of it. Um, but really kind of through that process in from 07 to 2017, we just kind of identified, Hey, what are the principles that are leading to freedom yeah. that are bib biblically based and gospel centered? And we, we took those principles and put them into the freedom fight or, you know, online, you know, website and app, um, platform, uh, for, to make it easy, easily accessible, uh, to whoever wants to find freedom. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, I mean, anybody that is involved with ministry, I would say probably has the same conclusion that you do. Yeah. I mean, we were in youth ministry yeah. for years before we were doing this, working with young adults, high school students, um, you know, and I, I would even say a lot of our cultural issues right now, not, you know, are rooted in porn. I mean, there isn't very many stories that you hear, whether it's heterosexual, homosexual, it doesn't really matter what, what story it is. Porn's almost always somewhere in that person's early childhood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, you know, the, and I've, I've referenced this study of 11,000 porn users uh, in my book. But there was a direct correlation between the frequency of porn use and those who identify as bisexual. 
Wow. So th- those who watch porn weekly, 13% identify as bisexual. Those wow. who watch porn daily, 20%. Those who watch porn multiple times a day, 27% wow. are bisexual. And I'll just say this real quick, that this is important for your, your listeners to understand that when a person reaches a point of tolerance with drugs or alcohol, they need more yeah. to get the to get the same high. Yep. But with porn or sex, you don't just need more, you need different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the different is a little more deviant, yep. a little more taboo, a little more forbidden. Yeah. So to, to, to your point, Cole, I absolutely agree that what we're seeing today is the natural escalation of, of, a, yes. of, of a porn appetite. Man, okay, so let's, wow. can we just go for it right away? Let's talk about <laughs> the church here, Ted. You know, how widespread is this in the church from your view? You know, obviously, if you're creating, a co- you know, content, freedom groups, which again, we're going to get into what this looks like here in a minute, but is this isn't an outside of the church thing. This is, I mean, this is really taking hold of culture altogether. From your view, how widespread is this even in the kingdom? Yeah, well, well you know, the Barna Group told us in 2016 that two out of three men in the church watch porn at least monthly. Wow. wow. But the younger the age group, the bigger that percentage gets. We yeah. the freedom the freedom fight did a did a study um in 2019 of practicing Christian college students. So these weren't just students who claimed to be Christian. Yeah. These were students who said their faith in Jesus Christ was they're very engaged. important. Yeah. They're growing. They're they're plugged into a campus ministry. And almost half of the group that we surveyed were leaders in their campus ministry. Wow. So these are our future Christian leaders. Yeah. Of this group, uh, 89% of the men said they'd watched porn in the last 12 months. Wow. 63% said they were watching porn at least weekly or more. Wow. One in four of these men were watching porn at least daily. 51% of these growing Christian college students said they were addicted to porn. And it's not just a guy's problem. Uh, 24% of the girls, the growing Christian college women, one in four watching porn monthly or more. And so it's, it's a massive issue in the church particularly for this younger generation. Okay, so let me ask you this, Ted, to play the other side of it that people would say is, well, what's the big deal? Like, who are they hurting? What are they hurting? Why does that really matter? What's the impact on their life? Like, why is the church all hung up on this issue? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, and one, I would say, you know, as a follower of Christ, obviously he, he commanded us, you know, against fleshly lust, yep. and, you know, uh, visual lust specifically. Yep. But let me, let me give you a, a couple of things. One, uh, in first Peter two eleven, Peter says, abstain from fleshly lust, which wage war against the soul. Yep. So you think about of all the imagery God could have given yeah. to describe how fleshly lust, like pornography impacts a person. He yep. says it wages war against the soul. Mm. The yeah. deepest part of who we are. Well, there's a a sociology uh, professor at OU that did a six year study of three thousand people, and he looked at the impact of porn. And this is a peer reviewed study, but one of the ways that 
you know, he's, he basically said, man, porn is waging war on multiple fronts. One is a person's spiritual growth. This yep. professor said that there was a direct correlation that any porn use is associated with declines in religious commitment and behavior, like attending services and prayer and an increase in religious doubts. So think about it for hmm. a minute. If you wanted Christians to be less committed to reading their Bible, praying, going to church, and you wanted them to doubt more, get them to watch porn. Wow. So it's waging war against the soul. It's also yeah. waging war against uh, marriages. Yep. Uh, again, this the same study, he found <clears throat> that if either the husband or wife started watching pornography, that couple was two to three times more likely to divorce in the next two wow. years than the porn-free couple. Wow. Which is massive when you think of, you know, the the collateral damage. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll just give you one more uh, quickly that he also found is there was a direct correlation between the frequency of porn use and people not uh, serving in their churches. Mm. And so he said, if somebody's not watching porn, there was a one in three probability that that person would serve in the church. Wow. If they started watching porn monthly, it dropped from one in three to one in 10. Wow. If they started watching porn weekly, it dropped to one in 20. You know, we have an enemy that's using pornography to reach into Christian homes yes. and churches mm -hmm. and capture the hearts and minds of a generation. Mm -hmm. And it's sidelining people. It's yeah. destroying marriages. Um, and so... Yeah. You know, again, the the impact and we could talk about, you know, hey, how it's impacting people's sex life, their marriage, their enjoyment yes. of sex, mm -hmm. you know, all of that. Um, but those those are a few of the reasons that I would, you know, warn somebody that, hey, porn is having a much bigger impact on your life than you think. Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I think it's just heartbreaking. I'm just thinking of everybody listening like take a minute to even just like take a deep breath, like all of the statistics, you know, it's easy sometimes to think of it. Then I don't know. Sometimes my brain goes to like thinking about science, like, Oh, statistics, science. But I'm like, oh, these lives, these homes, like you can think, I think everybody listening, if it's not affected you personally, it's affected somebody you absolutely love. And you know, the, the destruction that is coming from this. So I'm so thankful, Ted, that you pointed out that verse of it is it's waging war on our souls. And so many of us as believers, I think, I've seen a level in our in our generation of desensitization to it, of just accepting it as normal. Like, well, yeah, everybody like has a porn struggle or a past in porn or even like after a kid sees it like, oh, well, we're just glad he stopped. But I'm like, what do we do to go after to make sure that because it doesn't just stop. Right. Like the destruction that has happened there. So would you speak to I mean, and obviously that's what you've created with the freedom fight of wow, when we know somebody, instead of just thinking, oh, like, I'll pray for you or I'll, you know, I'll try to keep you accountable and ask you from time to time, you know, are you still struggling? Like, what does that look like? What does that mean? How do we actually, as believers who maybe are already free or never have struggled, how do we come around and support those in our lives that are, they've been in this war? How do we battle for them and with them? Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah, that really is. And um, because, you know, it's it's really, you know, an incredible opportunity to take the truth of God and apply it in their heart and life at a deeper level than it's been before. And, and so it really uh, our our vision, 
you know, was really birthed out of a necessity. We were trying to help people and man, our old, our old, you know, methods of helping people weren't working anymore. Yeah, it's true. Um, and just because the amount of pornography, you know, going from, you know, the dial up porn to man, the, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, the porn that we have today, yeah. the high speed internet, the you sheer know, just quantity and things. variety has changed exactly. what you can yeah. get in a short amount of time. And it's in your pocket. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, and the adolescent brain mm-hmm. is much more susceptible to addictive substances like porn. This is why we have laws in place to keep addictive substances away from the adolescent brain, because the adolescent brain is just much more, you know, moldable, easy yeah. shaped, kind of like wet cement. Yeah. Yep. And so when somebody gets hooked on an addictive substance as an adolescence, the chance that it becomes a lifestrong struggle go way up. Mm-hmm. And, and so this is, this is why, you know, parents need to have a sense of urgency. You know, this is why, you know, I t- when I talk to, you know, high school students or college students, there needs to be a sense of urgency because man, the, the porn pathways go very yes. deep in the adolescent brain. Um, and so, but Caitlin, to get back to your answering your question, you know, letting people know and that was a whole reason that we created the freedom fight is that there's a pathway that leads to freedom. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yep. Because before it was, hey, just quit that, or hey, just memorize <laughs> this verse, or yeah, hey, you. you know, let me pray for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now there's there's actually a pathway that you can follow uh, to find freedom, and you know, really base that pathway on when the apostle Paul was addressing the church at Ephesus, which was a very hypersexualized culture in first century Rome. And when he addressed this group of Christians that were struggling with bondage to sex, man, he, he laid out a pathway. He yep. didn't get Christian cliches like, Hey, just love Jesus more and quit. <laughs> it was very specific yeah. and practical steps, and and really that's what we you know base our program uh, on as well. Okay, so even before we get into that part, I'd like you to even help us identify for a second, like how does someone figure out, hey, am I addicted, or am I developing an addiction? You know, how do you know, or how is it? De- how is an addiction developed? How do they know if they're trying to self-assess where they're at right now? You know, what is the self-assessment that they're doing to figure out how an addiction starts or where they're at in that struggle? Yeah, well, and I would say this, you know, we we actually have a clinical tool on our website called the sexual addiction screening test. It takes less than five minutes, 20 questions. But that that would that would be a clinical awesome, uh, you know, clinical test. But, you know. It's important for a person because especially as believers, when we're watching, you know, when a person watches porn, they learn to deny, minimize and rationalize for so long that they're, they're not that objective typically. Yeah, it's true. Um, You know, but you know, addiction experts tell us that an addiction goes to a whole new level of depth when somebody starts using their addictive substance as a way to medicate or numb negative emotions. And so, uh, for instance, okay, if if a person starts using porn uh, to medicate the stress in their life, and they do that repeatedly, then the next time they're stressed, their brain actually releases dopamine to start the craving. 
Wow. Because the brain goes into relief mode. Hey, yeah. I know where we can go to feel a whole lot better. And yep. so a lot of guys will think, man, this huge urge to use porn hits them out of nowhere. But usually when we go back and look at it, it's an emotional trigger mm-hmm. that that led that started the process. And so really you know, good. And, and so it's important for people to realize that because you know, we probably have all experienced coping, eating, like, hey, we're anxious or nervous. Well, multiply that by 10 or 20. And you begin to uh, really understand addiction because, hey, when that negative emotion hits, loneliness yeah, or whatever it is yep. that I've been medicating, my brain releases dopamine to start the craving that, oh, I, this, this yep. is what brings relief. Yeah. And, and so it becomes a, and it, because it happens at the subconscious level, yeah. a lot of people have no idea what's going on. They're just... Yep. They're give, they're being led by, you know, their emotions. Mm. And, and so when that happens, man, that, that addiction just goes to a whole new level. Yeah. Now, would you say that would, I mean, would you identify that as maybe the root or what would the root be? You know, one of the things we say a lot is porn's not the problem. There's a different problem, you know, and whether that's the exact right language or not, would love for you to like, are you starting to hint on identifying the root there or like, Give us a little bit of that, yeah. like how someone figures out, hey, what's my root core issue? If porn's not the issue, what is the issue? How do they figure that out? Yeah. Well, in, you know, in my book, we talk about there's six roots of an addiction that, and I could run, run through them yeah, real quick, but, you, you know, the sexualized society, just access because it's everywhere, man, that, that's a huge root. Yep. Um, the addicted brain understanding the brain science uh, of addiction in man, how our brains lock us into bondage. Um, that's, that's a huge part of, of this route, negative emotions, you know, that I just mentioned um, is a huge route. People begin to medicate their negative emotions, uh, isolation, mm. a porn or a sex addiction is classified as an intimacy disorder. Mm. And and I'll say this real quick while we're on this one, because I think this will be interesting to your listeners and will also help us understand what makes pornography a unique uh, in the area of addictions is mm. um, it provides a fake intimacy. Oh, um, which nothing else does that. Not, nothing wow. else does that. And so the, the fake intimacy is, man, it's a very powerful thing. We know that oxytocin is the bonding so chemical. Good. And when a person has skin-to-skin contact, when a couple makes love, when there's climax, there's a there's a, a massive amount of oxytocin release because yep. this was God's idea to cause bonding yes. between a husband and wife. Well, think about it. When there's porn, there's masturbation, there's climax that there's a bonding that takes place between the person and the images or the sex act or the actors or actresses in the video. And so there is actually this, this connection that this emotional bonding that takes place. Therapists actually call it dating porn Wow! because there there's this emotional connection. And, And so as you think about idols, um, as, as far as idols go, porn is hard to beat in that yeah. it gives this, 
it numbs out your negative emotions. It gives you this fake intimacy. Uh, man, it gives you this rush of, of dopamine. It's very easy to contain. And man, this is, this is why it's become so addictive. But let me continue my list. So isolation is the fourth root. Shame. Um, you know, many sex addiction therapists would say shame is the biggest of the drivers. And then the, the sixth one is trauma. Um, oh, yeah. So it's important for when people start medicating their, their negative emotions, usually those negative emotions are connected to shame, could be connected to a deeper trauma. Yep. Um, but that's kind of the, you know, how, how those are, are related. All right, Ted. So if I'm watching right now or listening, <laughs> I and I'm struggling with porn, I imagine I am sitting here saying, okay, Ted, what do I do? How do I get out of this? <laughs> like, tell us what you guys have built. Because, and that's really, this is why we really have had you on because we want to get this resource to people. Yeah. Um, would love for you to now, so for the person that's listening, they're like, man, yes, it is an addiction. I'm using it to medicate. It's because of trauma. Like maybe they just have already become more self-aware in the last five minutes than they were before. What's the next step and how does what you guys do walk them into freedom? Yeah, so we created um, on our website, thefreedomfight.org, um, you know, we have a six-month, uh, so it takes about six months to go through because it takes a while to renew your mind. Yeah. Yes, um, it does. We're, we, we encourage people, um, you know, when they go through the program, you know, it's a 50 to 60 videos that are five to eight minutes each wow. that unpack principles of recovery. Um and as people go through it, there's, you know, again, uh, the, the program is free. Uh, you can get a, you know, a study guide, you know, fill in the blanks. There's a Bible study with each lesson that just kind of drives home the biblical principle. Um, and, but then, you know, on our app, um, and so you can, you can get the whole program through our app or website, but we created the app for the check-in feature yeah. because on a daily basis, uh, you check in and you send your your check in to an accountability partner wow. or a small group, and and so that it makes it really powerful because mm. because negative emotions um, are what people are medicating and that's what's connected to the shame and the trauma. Growing in self awareness, emotional yeah. intelligence mm -hmm. is a must. Big. You know, we we've actually had groups of women use our app. Um, you know, that check-in feature for eating disorders uh, because the triggers are the same. Yeah, it's, sure. Hey, yep. And so really helping yeah. people. And so having, having that, um, that app, and we actually have a feature called I'm triggered. When you hit that one button, wow. it automatically sends an alert to your accountability partner. Oh. So man, they can call you, they That's can cool. reach out. Hey man, I'm praying for you. And so all of a sudden a person can break isolation and reach out for help with just just a click, um, and so the the program you know basically helps people walk through. Hey, what are the different practices that I need to build into my lifestyle, um, not just to overcome you know a you know an addiction to porn, but to grow deeper in my new life in Christ. And so, because those those two things in Ephesians go hand in yes. hand. 
as Paul was telling this group of believers stuck in sexual sin, the pathway he gave them was also the pathway to living out of your identity in Christ at the, at the fullest level. And so that's one of the things that we talk about is, hey, this isn't just a, from Paul's perspective, it wasn't just a problem to solve in the church. Yep. But it was an incredible opportunity for deep discipleship. And yeah, that's that's yeah. exactly what we have seen wow. uh, because people aren't just finding freedom, but man, they're growing in who they are in Christ at a whole new level. And, um, and it's been it's been incredible to see. Ted, I mean, I'm crying over here because I just want to everybody listening. We're going to stop for a second and just say Thank you to Ted and his wife and his team yeah. that have given your lives to this. Because as we've been in ministry now for, I think, almost 20 years. Almost 20 years, yeah. Um, yeah, we've been with young people, old people, married people, parenting where their kids find porn. I'm like, you've given your life to and created the resource that everybody, in a sense, didn't know how to touch it, what to touch, like where to start, overwhelmed. The fact that you created the app, too, I just... I feel so thankful for that because knowing this generation, like they need something like that. Cause you know, we've told them like, Hey, text somebody, but you're like, you literally have created the exact tool they need when they probably feel like they don't have the words to just click. Like I am triggered. It goes out to their support. Like it just, yeah, it felt so powerful to hear that. So we're, we're thankful for you. And I'm sure so many listeners that it, it hits deep for everybody. Yeah. Like Cole and I, neither of us have seen porn, had that personal experience, but I am thinking of so many people in my life right now that would benefit from the tools and the resources you've created. So, so thankful yeah. to hear this and excited to share it more Absolutely. and more and more. <laughs> so just say the website one more time, Ted. I would love for, you know, we're going to put it in the show notes, but just say it. So we want every, if you're listening, go there, whether you need this or you, but I guarantee you at least know somebody that yes. needs this. So go find out what they're doing and, and what this resource is about. What's the site again, Ted? Thefreedomfight.org. Um, Great. Yeah. And, and then can, what's the app? Can, How do they find the app? Uh, it's the Freedom Fight. So the app store the, yep. or uh, yeah, the Google platform, wow. either one's on both. Um, and how do you fund this, Ted? How do you guys do this for free? Uh, well, we, we raised a lot of money. Um, and so that, that's one of the, that's one of the things that we're, we're in the process. So I've recruited a board, um, about two years ago as I kind of started getting overwhelmed of, you know, yeah. raising the money on my own. Yeah. And so, um, but we're in the process of developing a plan to, you know, okay. become more self-sustaining. Um, yeah. so, where do people yeah. go right now to donate? If people Let's want to go, donate right we now, we can add the donate button to our show notes. Let's yeah. Do it. yeah, yeah. So it's on. So it's on the freedom fight. And, you know, okay. and our we have a pay it forward model, and our model is: hey, when you find freedom, man, pay it forward yes. for that next person. So that's, that's amazing. Kind of vision. So people that are listening and watching, go donate to this ministry. Help fund freedom. Go give a sacrificial gift to these guys because it is good soil and it is well worth it. It is. Okay, and I want to close with one question. Uh, in your book, you cite an expert that says there's 10% of people that actually seek help. And so what is it that's keeping the rest of us from seeking help? Because I feel like that's the perfect way to end of like yeah. somebody who's listening to this whole thing, okay, I know I should, I know I should, I know I should. What is it that kind of pushes them over the edge to actually do what they need to do to find freedom? Well, and that's a great question because, you know, the churches that 
you know, have programs. Only 7% of churches, you know, yeah. according to one survey, have a program that, to help people. You know, but the way it's set up is we ask people if they want to come to, you know, to a church program, it's think about what we're asking them to do. They have to identify publicly <laughs> as a poor, as somebody addicted to porn. Yeah, yeah. right. And so that was one of the reasons that we created the app and the website um, is helping people begin to grow, begin to get hope. Because nobody gets free on their own. And yeah. we we actually coach them up on how to get a yep. how to get an accountability partner. Um it's amazing. so but but shame is one of the, the things that makes this such a difficult topic to address mm -hmm. because yeah. you know, I, I remember at uh, you know our church a few years ago, the pastor was like, Hey, we got this program to help help you find freedom you know we got some groups sign up at the booth in the back you know it's like nobody's going to the booth in the back because yeah. of shame and so that was one of the reasons we wanted to put all of this online and, yeah um because what we found is people start finding freedom and the shame begins to diminish that they're much more able to step out and publicly yeah. you know confess and you know get help it's amazing. Wow. Ted, thank you. Yes. We appreciate you joining us. Thanks for what you guys are doing. I mean, we're going to tell so many people about, <laughs> about you guys. The freedom fight. Yes. Thank <laughs> you so much. We'll see you Absolutely. next time. Thanks for having me. Thank you guys for listening. If you want to learn more and check out all of our awesome content, be sure to head to our website at moralrevolution.com and our socials, Instagram, Facebook, all of them. But before you leave, don't forget to like, review, subscribe, all of the things. We want you guys to come back and join us. We enjoyed having you. See you next time.